You're listening to a DM podcast. Hi, I'm Nigel Marsh. To celebrate the fifth year anniversary of Five of My Life, we are releasing Five from the Vault, that being five of our most requested conversations. Enjoy episode 64 with the ever entertaining Jackie Lambie. And you were in the army for 10 years, is that correct? Yes, I did um, 10 years in the armed forces, joined in 90 and was medically discharged in 2000. Through, I did some damage to my back and then I spent the next 10 years of my life on hold fighting the Department of Veterans Affairs and basically going down the gurgler, I guess, um, as time went by over that 10 years. And they were just sort of wriggling out of their responsibilities or, or how did that play out? No, I, I like to call it delay, deny, die because what they do is they delay your claims then they deny you anything and then basically you'll get to that point where you're an empty human shell and you just, the diabetes is you'll try suicide, you'll attempt suicide. You know, there's many out there quite successful at that. Um, Some of us weren't successful at that for whatever reason. So I think for me, having that 10 years of hell, and it was hell, uh, and the financial difficulty and being a single mum and trying to bring up two young boys was really, really difficult. If you don't mind me referencing what you've just mentioned, is you actually were, were so low that you, you did feel that the best option was to end it? Yeah, so by 2009, I'd had enough. I wrote letters to my sons about three weeks before this happened. This had been going on. The build-up had really been going on in the last year. I couldn't get the psychiatric help I needed either from the department. Um, it was not enough. Um, seeing the psychologist for each fortnight, like I really need intense therapy and he was telling them that my own psychologist that I'd had for nine years was telling them and begging them to put me in because I needed you know really in-depth help Uh, and the only way I could get that was by being admitted into basically well they call them a health clinic these days but uh, into into a psych unit so you got to the point where I wouldn't check the letterbox because every time we got something from DVA, it'd be negative. You wouldn't take calls because it was DVA, you were too scared. You just didn't want the answers because you knew it was going to be negative. And you really, you get to a point where you do become an empty human shell. You really don't believe you've got any, you've got nothing to contribute to life. You've pushed most of your family and your friends away for, from you over that period of time. You're highly dosed on uh, everything from antidepressants to pregabalin to lithium and you know, by then I was um, struggling with alcohol use as well on top of that. was not in a good place, mate. So, yeah, so I think it was about August 2009, I walked out in front of a car. But you wouldn't believe it, do you? I actually come around and help me. You wouldn't believe it. I've got all that intense therapy I needed, mate. Now I'm a politician. I bet you they're bloody spewing over that. <laughs> did, so did you say that the, the, the driver came around to help you? No, no, no. The DBA, finally, the Department of Veterans <laughs> Affairs finally decided that I did need help. Even they um, couldn't ignore the sign, right? Yes. So even though they were told on multiple occasions to get me help, so for the next... Two years from about middle of 2009 to about the middle of 2011, I spent time um, between the house and the health clinic or the psych unit. Through that uh, was another benefit. I was able to get a really good pain management specialist who started new stuff, doing new injections into my back, and that worked. So it just seemed all the stars aligned at once. So anyway, that's life. Uh, I call it karma, and uh, it's coming fair back to bite them on the arse. 
Well, listen, you're looking, you know, robust and healthy and happy. So it's just wonderful to hear a story where you, from the depths, you are now the force of nature that you are. So you're, you're, you're happy in yourself? Um, you know, I'm in a good place in my life. Compared to that 10 years, um, I feel really blessed. There is a lot of people out there that get to that point in their lives where I got to that can never turn their lives back around um, and it's very difficult for them. For me, I feel really, really blessed because I can tell you now, 10 years ago in 2010, I I wouldn't have thought I'd be sitting in the Senate. It was only like the 12 months or six months before that that I tried to take my own life. So, you know, I've still got to have treatment on my back. I don't have to be on the pharmaceuticals. Yeah, I'm in a pretty good place considering, you know, and it also when you go through something like that, it has an impact on your own children. It certainly did on my youngest one who was my carer. Um, that was a very difficult time for him. You know, he ended up getting into the ice and all that sort of stuff and a year and a half in rehab and so it's been it's been tough. So it's not just what these insurance companies, because that's all Department of Veterans Affairs is, it's a bloody lousy insurance company. They're not just the impact it has on you but what it has on your kids, your family, your financial impact. You know, I pretty much had to give up a house and was losing that because I just couldn't afford the payments anymore, fighting them. I had no super left because I had to take all my super out to actually fight them and continue to pay my medical bills during that time. So it was a really, really difficult time. So right now I'm smelling the roses. And how are how are your boys now? The one that struggled, my youngest one, he's doing very, very well. Uh, he's been now out of rehab for just over four years. He's moving along with his life, which is great. And there was nothing, my eldest one was quite lucky he was very very good at sports so during that time um, he was with the AFL Academy he was a state runner for Tasmania he was a state basketball player all that sort of stuff so he was not at home a lot I guess you could put it that way and he had some really great coaches male coaches and that out there that were very very good to him so I think having that extra bit of discipline because there was no male in the house and everybody being aware what I was going through, um, that made a significant difference for him. So he's probably had an easier run in that way that he wasn't my youngest son. So he's in the armed forces. So has been for about four or five years. Fabulous. Hello, Five of My Life family. It's producer Mandy here. I hope you enjoyed this excerpt from the episode with Jackie Lambie. We're giving you a taste of five of our most popular and surprising episodes to celebrate the fifth anniversary of this fabulous podcast with the unstoppable Nigel Marsh. So over the next five days, you can revisit these episodes and maybe even go back and listen to them in full. But as a valued member of our Five of My Life community, we have a small favour to ask. If you enjoy this podcast, tell someone you know who likes to learn, who enjoys thinking, someone who wants to hear about the nuances of life, and art and culture and the way that human stories can be deeply affecting and funny and sometimes deeply moving. Word of mouth is honestly the best way to let people know about this podcast and we'd really appreciate it. I dare say the person you recommend it to will as well. Thanks for listening and here's to another five years of Five of My Life.